This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Post-match chat with chaps for that Millwall podcast where it's just finished at Kenilworth Road, Luton Town 2, Millwall 2. And uh, in all honesty, I think it's probably a fair result. But I just want to start off by saying a massive, um, honestly, like shout out to, the, to those of you that travelled tonight. You were amazing from the first whistle to the end. Um, you were just outstanding, and um, it was uh, loud. And for everyone's here on the on the Sky on the Sky um, channels tonight, so a massive well done to all of you that travelled. Um, right, let's get into the game then. So I think, look, you can look at it a few different ways, right? You can look at it and say it's a two 0 lead that we've squandered. Um, you can look at it and say that um, there's some poor defending from our side to to particularly for the second goal. But I think context is key here, right? The the squad that we've got is is absolutely paper thin. We'll come on to the starting eleven at moment in a moment, but obviously George Savile not being available is is a big miss for us. And it's just another body that we don't have. And I think any Millwall fan would have taken I certainly would have done. I I said in my po- my post match of the uh previous game against Stoke that we drew 2-2 against Luton last season and I would have taken the same scoreline and we've ended up with that. It's just disappointing how it's happened. So I think context is key here. But let's get into it. So um, the lineup is basically the same 1-11 to as the game against Stoke, which I did think we'd struggle to go again given the amount of of energy we've expended over the last few games. Um, Except for one key change, which is George Savile coming out of the squad completely. So I'm assuming he's injured. I don't have any more information. Um, and then Ryan Leonard coming into the starting lineup. And Ryan Leonard had a good, quite a good few uh, cameo appearances in the last game, last few games as a substitute. So uh, a, a, an opportunity for him to to start the game. Um, the other welcome news was that Oliver Burke and Duncan Watmore were back on the bench, um, which was was really welcome, which obviously replaced uh, Savile being part of the squad and Sebastian Drogd, who was uh, one of the under-21s called up for the Stoke game. So that's the that's the squad. Um, we start the game, and after three minutes, um, we take the lead. And it happens by uh, essentially a long ball forward, Bradshaw, a good flick on. He's good at that. For someone of his 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 build and his stature, 
to, to Fleming. And Fleming's shot's weak, but it's on target. And all the time you put a shot on target, something can happen. The goalkeeper completely fumbles it and it ends up in the back of the net. Should never really have been a goal. Uh, you know, n- n- not even a clear-cut chance in my view. But it sneaks into into the back of the net and we're 1-0 up uh, after just three minutes. Um, and again, similar to Stoke, an early lead and you know that we're good at defending these. I think the key difference is between what happened against Stoke and what happened tonight is Luton are a good side. Um, and they've got some really good attacking players and they play a really nice style of football. But for the first 45 minutes, there are obviously no more goals and largely we defend quite well. They have a a penalty shout that arguably could have been given. Um, But I think other than that, there's not really many clear-cut chances at either end. And... Uh, we go into uh, halftime uh, with a 1-0 lead. As I said, similar to Stoke, score of our only, fir- only shot of the first half. Um, and we're sitting pretty at halftime. We come out and the second half, I felt they put it on us a little bit more. I felt they were definitely more aggressive in their attacking play and more front foot. Um, I felt that they... They were they were they were definitely unlucky to be behind. Let, let's let's let, let's be honest about that. Um, but they hadn't really created enough to, uh, to 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 pull that goal back. And then for an unlikely breakaway again, and and to be honest, it is offside from what I've seen. We score our second goal, and it's it's good play from um, I think Danny Mac to start with. Really good play from Danny Mac. One uh, two with Honeyman. Uh, a crossroad ball from uh, Danny Mac over to, I think, Vogel Sammer. It makes his way back out to Honeyman, who plays it across the goal. And then Bradshaw's there to tap it in into an empty net. And we're 2-0 up. And, and if I'm honest, we don't deserve it. And we can all sit there and say that, oh, we do, you know, we, we, we've we played well. But we haven't, right? We haven't really played particularly well. We haven't played badly. Um, but we, we've played how I expected us to play, which is a team that... Uh, a Fred Bear that are trying their best to, to put together a decent performance against a good side away from home. But somehow we find ourselves 2-0 up. And um, as I say, that those two goals, one of them should never have gone in. The keeper's made a, a, a big cock up. And then the second goal is offside. So we're 2-0 up against a good side away from home. And based on that, we would somehow find ourselves in fourth place which is just absolutely remarkable when you think about it. However, not long to not long much later, um a uh, shot comes in um I don't know if it was was it from Collywood Row? I'm not quite sure. Uh shot comes in. It's actually a really good save from George Long. He sort of pushes it onto onto the bar uh, and uh, Elijah Adebayo racks quickest and taps it into an empty net. And it's 2-1. And to be honest, it's what Luton deserved. They deserved their goal back um, just through the amount of pressure and opportunities they had. Nothing clear-cut, but the opportunities they had. And in fairness, they probably could have had a penalty. So at that stage, you're thinking, fair enough, it's 2-1. And we just need to see the game out, see the game out. And we're usually pretty good at this, as we know. Um, we really, uh, rarely do we, um, do we concede one goal, let alone two, from a leading position. 
However, unfortunately, we do. And the sucker punch comes, I think it's in the 82nd minute, um, where Luke Berry is allowed too much time and space, um, particularly by Sean Hutchinson. Uh, and he sort of... I've seen a few people on Twitter say about Jules Long. Um, I, I don't know. I think that would be unfair. I think he sort of is right in the bottom corner. It's a good finish from Luke Berry. And, and it's 2-2. And then from that point, there's a couple of sort of half chances from each team, but the the game kind of fizzles out and it ends up finishing Luton 2, Millwall 2. And it, it's, um, if you if you strip all the emotion back, you strip out the way in which the goals fell, I think that I personally, and I think any Millwall fan uh, thinking logically would have taken a 2-2 draw tonight, with the context being the squad, the games we've had, the amount of, you know, energy we've had to expend in the last few games I think a 2-2 draw at Luton is not a bad result what I will say is that I felt that uh, particularly their second goal was preventable I think Hutch has to do a little bit better I know he's coming back into the side and I'm a big Hutch fan I think he's been um, uh, an absolute stalwart for us over the years um, but I think he needs to get closer to Luke Berry there and also um Listen, I'm not going to slag Gary Rowett off because I think he's been phenomenal for us. But I am allowed to say when I think it, when I personally think, and I'm no manager, that he's made a wrong decision. And I think he got the subs wrong tonight. Um, he brought, he made two subs. Uh, the first two subs he made was George Evans and Scott Malone coming on, replacing um, Jamie Shackleton and. Oh God, who was it? Shows <laughs> you how much I remember. Um, it was a tacker that came off. Was it Bradders? It might, I think it was. It was Bradders. Sorry, it was Bradders. Um, so um, I'm not with it tonight. I've worked late and I've watched the game, and um, this is where we end up. So apologies, guys. Um, he makes two substitutions, which I just I, I don't I don't see personally what why he's made those substitutions. I think that the way in which Luton play is they were trying to really overflow the the midfield and then they play really, really wide. So putting on Hutchinson as a third centre-back, to me personally, doesn't make sense. I don't think that we were being particularly troubled by that. I think that, um, you know, they were more of a threat coming from midfield. So personally, taking a midfield body off to put another defender on, I don't quite understand. The next point is bringing on George Evans for an attacker. For me, if you're going to take Shackleton off because for whatever reason he's he's run out of gas, um, then you replace him for a light for light. The same with Tom Bradshaw. If Tom Bradshaw comes off, you put Oliver Burke on. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't quite get those substitutions. And like I said, Gary Rowett's been amazing for us in the, in the last few weeks. And, and like I said, context is key. We've drawn away at loop. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. 
With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. But this is not a bad result. I just think that the substitutions didn't make sense for me. And if it was um, up to me, I would not have brought Evans on. Um, I would not have brought Hutch on. What I would have done is I would have, if he wanted to go five at the back, then then bring on Malone and put Murray in the middle um, to not disrupt the continuity of it. Um, I don't think he needed to go five at the back. And if he wants to take Tom Bradshaw off, put Oliver Burke through the middle, which he later on did. So I, I felt the substitutes were off. Um, but listen, I'm no football manager. Um, and um, at the end of the day, yes, we've thrown away a 2-0 lead. But ultimately, it's against a very, very good side that I think will be in and around the playoff areas. So it's it's frustrating. Um and it's one of those ones where as if we were gone 2-0 down and we come back and, and drawn 2 all, then you'd, you'd have a completely different outlook on it, wouldn't you? So I think that's probably where we are. Um, but look, I think, as I say, I'd have personally taken it before the game. I um, Luton away and home to Norwich are two of the more difficult games we've got in our, in our run-in. So if we can avoid defeat, and I said this in, in my Stoke post-match interview, I think we'd have done well. We moved to Saturday. Again, don't know what bodies we'll have back. Don't know if Savile will be back. I would imagine the likes of Mitchell, Styles, Bennett um, won't be available. But it's pleasing to see that both Burke and Watmore were, were kind of on the bench. So let's see what squad we have. But I think the um, the other key thing to remember is Norwich haven't played a game this week. So they've got a much bigger squad. Um, they're also the highest paying wage squad in the league, which is just another random stat. Um and it it will be a tough ask. So uh, I think we all need to get down there on Saturday and uh, support the lads because they're going to need it. Because I think to to go Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and against the opposition we're playing, it's not just you know the the velocity of games is against the opposition we're playing. I think um, we're going to need everything we can on Saturday. Um, so just to kind of go through the uh, players and sort of my view on their ratings. So um, I thought. George, I don't think Jules Long did anything wrong at all. I don't think he's the fault of the second goal, and I thought he made a very good save um, for for the first goal that ended up going in the back of the net. So I thought George Long had a decent game. I thought Murray Wallace was okay. Started off really poorly, but I think he grew into the game. Um, my man of the match is essentially one of the next three. I thought that, again, Jake Cooper and Charlie Cresswell um, didn't put a foot wrong. I thought they defended superbly and resolutely the amount of balls into the box they cleared up headed away there's they're just they're just colossal honestly they're both absolutely superb and Cresswell rightly retained his place in the starting lineup today I thought they were superb and I thought Danny Mack was brilliant I thought he was brilliant defensively he he, he really kind of got into Alfie Doughty straight away in that battle and I think he won that battle with with Alfie Doughty who's in a, a um a really hot vein of form at the moment. So I thought Danny Mack was, was really, really good as well. And as I always really credit, also credited, credited, God, I can't speak tonight, sorry. Also credited him for um, the attack and build-up play that led to that second goal for us. So 
Um, my man of the match is one of those three. I can't pick it. Um, it'd be one of those three. Cooper, Cresswell, or Danny Mack. I thought were all superb. I'd probably give it to Danny Mack if I had to if I had to pick one. Um, Shackleton. I like Shackleton. And he's very busy, but sometimes he sort of buzzes all over the place, but sometimes he buzzes out of position too much. And that's something I've noticed. Um, I do like him. I think he just needs to... It's almost like he's got a, sm- a short attention span because he sort of sometimes buzzes out of position a little bit. But I thought he was okay. Um, again, probably the, the the 90 minutes and things are catching up. I think Leonard, again, context is key here. When you consider... He's been out for a while. He's only played 20 minutes. He's played in all sorts of positions. I thought Leonard had a good game. I really did. And there was a tackle in the first half that he got pulled up for that I'll never know why. Uh, I thought he was good. Um, Ryan Leonard, when you consider, he went down with cramp after sort of eight or so minutes. Whether that was time wasted or not, I don't know. But I thought Ryan Leonard was good. Um, and I really do believe he's a valuable member of the squad to have in the squad. Uh, I know he's injury prone, but I think he can fill in a lot of positions and fill in the position very well. So he was good. I thought Fleming was brilliant. I thought Fleming was really, really good. Um, and he's just, I mean, it's nothing we haven't just said before. He's so strong. He's composed. He can bring others into play. He spots the right pass most of the time, most of the time. But then he'll take a free kick like he did, I think, in the second half and he'll blaze it 20 yards over the bar. So, but he, he is he is a class above uh, Zian Fleming. And, um, I think most Millwall fans appreciate that and I thought he was really, really good tonight. Again, I think the last sort of four games. Coventry game he was poor, but I think most people were. But since the Sheffield United game, I think he's been brilliant and I thought he was really good tonight. Um, and uh, I guess he sort of, after those three defenders that I mentioned, he'd be right up there for, for man of the match. Uh, Bradshaw did what he does. Chased down, worked hard, was in the right place at the right time to score a goal. 12th goal of season. You can't argue with that. You know, um, everyone was sort of saying, and, and I like Colt Morris. I really like Colt Morris, who plays for Luton. And there's quite a few people that said we should have signed him in the summer. And, I, and I'm one of them, by the way. I think I think we should have gone for him. But if I'm not mistaken, Bradshaw has now scored more goals than Colt Morris. Um, and, and when you think about Colt Morris, is probably worth now two, three million. You know, you, you um, I think you start to appreciate Tom Bradshaw more. So. I think we need to put a bit of respect on Mr. Bradshaw's name. Um, he's uh, he, he's he's in a very good reign of scoring form at the moment, and um, always works hard for the team. But I think he's he's visibly also very tired. Uh, and then the two wide men, Honeyman, uh, did well without being spectacular. I thought um, obviously I gave him man of the match against Stoke, but I thought he was good tonight. Um, yeah. Grew into the game. I think his first half was was a little bit poor, um, but I think he grew into the game. And then Vogie, oh, I can't make my mind up. I'll be honest, I really can't. I see fans that say he's really underappreciated, and I see fans that you say he's absolutely shite. So I don't know. I can't make my mind up. Um, at times tonight, where he had opportunities to do things simple, I think it was a couple of times where the ball come across the box and he swiped it and completely missed it. You, you do think to yourself, you know, you should be doing better there. But then sometimes every team needs a player that, all right, maybe he's not the greatest, but is willing to play in any position you put him in and will give absolutely everything for the team. Um, and maybe Vogue's that player. I don't know. Um, he's not the worst player that ever has ever played for Millwall. He's not the best player that's ever played for Millwall. But 
I think he gives his all, and um, he's all right. <laughs> I think is the way I would summarise him. Um, and then the substitutes I've already talked about. Hutch seems a little bit rusty at the moment, but I guess they're trying to drip feed him back into the equation. Um, and then, and then the other ones, to be honest, I can't really call. They made no impact. I don't really understand why he brought Evans on, as I've already said. So, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of stop there at times of in terms of the overall players. I think let's just have a bit of context here. Let's let's not start whinging and moaning. It's still a two-two draw against a team that are very, very good. Yes, all right, the home record's not as great, but. In reality, we've had a bit of luck from officials this week, which we don't normally have. We've had a bit of luck from a goalkeeper mistake. We've walked away with a 2-2. It's not the end of the world. They gain no ground on us. We're still fifth. And we go again on Saturday, a massive game that we need everyone down there at the Den on Saturday against Norwich. So, look, I think um, given given where we are, I think we should be really, really proud of the players and continuing on the form. We're still unbeaten. And we're still sitting pretty in the playoffs. And uh, with 12 games to go, I think it is. We we should be happy with that, right? Um, and on paper, we have the easiest run in out of the top eight teams. So let's see what happens. Look, I'll leave it there. Um, it's probably not been as polished tonight because uh, I've worked very late. I literally turned the game on, bang on eight o'clock. Uh, lucky really because obviously we scored too early um, and uh, yeah it's been a long day so apologies if it's not as polished as normal um, I want to say uh, thank you again for all of the nice comments and um, points of view that everyone puts in the chat I do read them all sometimes I don't I don't reply to all of them but I just want to make you make you aware that I do read them all I appreciate it please do like share subscribe it's all good for the channel um, and I want to give a shout out to my man Bobby as well. Uh, you know who I'm talking about, mate, Mr. Creed himself. If anyone needs a Creed aftershave, go and see him in Selfridges. He's an absolute legend. And um, thank you for the comment, mate, on the, the last chat. So I'll leave it there. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And I'll be back with my post-match against Norwich, who I think, although we're knackered, I think we can beat them. So I'll see you down the den. Bye for now. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.